Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will mm. fall out of balance. Mm. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Dan, mm. excited to have Ed Carlisle on from the Old Tocoa Farms. You missed a hell of a roundup there, buddy. That is a fantastic golf course. When you don't tell me you're going somewhere until after you go, it's not like it's my fault that I missed it. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I guess, I guess you, didn't, you didn't get the calendar invite, did you? <laughs> it must have been stuck in the mail. It's seen this USPS stuff. <laughs> only you only you send real invites to your, co- your co-host via USPS. <laughs> well, that way I make sure you get it. I mean, sometimes with technology, speaking, speaking of technology, uh, so we had a great time. So just for the listeners, uh, so we had Ed on a week or so ago. I uh, was up there maybe a couple of weeks ago, got to pl- got a chance to meet Ed in person, a uh, chance to play Old Tocoa. Uh, it is a fantastic course. We had Ed on for, uh, I don't know, maybe 45 minutes or so, and we did a full review of the course. Uh, I don't know if Dan didn't like my hole-by-hole hole play. Uh, no, that's not it. But right. with all the storms and everything that's happening, uh, we did have a little bit of technical difficulty. So uh, we, we are going to go ahead and release um, our interview or conversation with Ed. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, just uh, just before Warren, when you go into it, you know, it's a little bit choppy. Uh, we were having some storms, uh, you know, the day before, that day, and the day after. I mean, anybody on the East Coast knows. So, uh, again, you know, just um, just a friendly reminder that it's a little bit choppy. Uh, that being said, do take an opportunity if you're. Um, it's about an hour and a half north of Atlanta. Um, it's uh, it's going to show up as Mineral Bluff, Georgia, but it's uh, for all intents and purposes, it's Blue Ridge, Georgia. It's uh, again an hour and a half north of here. Uh, it's a par 72 uh, Bunker Hill design. It's from the tips. Uh, tips out about 6,700 yards. I did play uh, one up from the tips because I've never played it before, and uh, got some good feedback from Ed prior to playing. Uh, you know, he definitely gave me some pointers on hole number two. Uh, you know, he said, uh, definitely, you need to stay left. Don't hit it right. Of course, what do I do, Dan? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly the yeah. opposite. Yeah. Of, yeah. yeah. Of course, I, of course you, you I hit it right. Fill. You pulled a <laughs> fill. <laughs> of course, I hit it right and double bogey. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, I mean, you know, a lot of th- – there's not a wasted hole at Tokoa. Uh, so, I would say the front nine for the majority of it, you probably got six or seven holes that are – you know, I would consider them mountain courses. Lots of trees, great views. Uh, then, you know, kind of getting into, uh, maybe seven, eight, nine, you start to get kind of a linksy feel. Um, and then going into 10 and 11, you still get kind of a mountain feel. And then, you know, starting from number 12, which I think Ed said it was his favorite hole. Uh, it's a little par three downhill. There's bunkers all around the green. I mean, it's pretty much, if you're going to score on 12, you have to hit the green. I mean, it is a must. If not, uh, you easily could walk out of there with uh, bogey and be happy. Double or triple could be in your future. Uh, you got to smoke it on 13. It's a great par five downhill. And then you make a turn, and then you get to a link side. So you get to 14 and 16 actually share a green. So you do get that true links experience. Um, and then, uh, you know, bringing it in. I mean, you get to finish on a par five, which I love, right? So mm-hmm. depending on if you've had a... A great round or a shitty round, which I kind of had a decent round. <laughs> uh, I think I wound up, uh, I think I shot at 84. So, you know, decent for me. Uh, my only birdie of the day was on 18, the par five. 
And, uh, yeah, fantastic golf course. Uh, you know, the, the folks there at Old Tocoa, they're great to be around. Uh, Blue Ridge is a great town to visit. I did a day trip up there, so I drove up. I think I teed off around 8.30 or 8.45, finished just after lunch, grabbed some lunch. And, you know, I was home by, I don't know, 5 or 6 in the afternoon at the latest. So, uh, you know, if you get a chance, uh, you know, check them out. Uh, we're definitely going to go. Ed wants us to do uh, – uh, maybe not Ed, but Old Toko, I did reach out uh, asking us to do a review on uh, their house bourbon. Mm. So we'll, we'll be looking into that, and uh, hopefully we get get up, uh, we get to do it in person. That way, you know, we won't have any technical difficulties. But uh, uh, like I said, uh, enjoy it. Uh, check out Old Toko; it's a great track. It seems like you know it was a it was a delight to talk to Ed. He was such a cool guy, very knowledgeable, been around golf all of his life. You can just tell, and then the, the you know very proud of that golf course. You said it was fantastic to play, and that town, man. I mean, that seemed like a cool little town. Just like, hey, you know what, guys, we're gonna go up here, whether it be a three or a five hour drive or whatever it is. You got a lot of people that can get to that golf course for a weekend trip. Get there on you know leave on Friday or Thursday night. Get there on Friday, spend two days there or whatnot. That town, you said, it had a cool brewery right there. He lived lives downtown oh, there's like mul- yeah multiple yeah. breweries and he i thought uh grumpy's i think he said was yeah. his uh was his favorite brewery there so and i did stop by and had some uh, i think it's like old grumpy's uh we'll need to tighten up on that but yeah. uh but yeah but good good beer yeah uh great restaurants uh be warned uh so wednesdays fun fact about blue ridge <laughs> um so i went on a wednesday just kind of randomly and um you know, that's when it worked out for Ed to have me up. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, where should I go? And he said, oh, you got to go to this restaurant. And so I, I go to the restaurant and the restaurant's closed. Well, the side of the restaurant, there's a little like a general store kind of thing that was open. It's the same name. So I went in and asked the guy and I'm like, hey, you know, I, this place is recommended. He's like, oh, yeah, it's by far the best restaurant in town. And I'm like, well, where should I go? And he's like, well, it's Wednesday. <laughs> and I'm like. Okay, well, I mean, you know, it's like, oh, what does Wednesday mean? So, you know, back in the day, uh, there, there, and there's still a railroad track that runs right in front of the little Blue Ridge downtown, mm-hmm. but the train didn't run on Wednesday. Mm. So just organically, right, the town shut down on Wednesday. That was their day off because every other day they had a train coming through. Mm. So Wednesday was the day off. So just by um yeah, just nostalgia, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Wednesday is the day off for the town, but plenty of Airbnbs, uh, you know, not a lot of hotels. So, you know, if you're looking to get out, uh, uh, get away from COVID, get out of the city, get away from any uh, anything that may be negative going on. Everything was positive up there. Fantastic and, views and great people. And he told us, you know, I mean, I can just imagine, hey, we are here we are. It's late August. Uh, that area coming up here in September and November. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine when the leaves are changing in the Blue Ridge? And, he's, and he gave guys in this uh, in this interview we had with him, he gave uh, a little fishing hole kind of tip for, oh, some, yeah. for some trout fishing, some fly fishing and whatnot. I mean, this place is this place sounds like it's a ton of fun to go to, like in the fall or what anytime, really. But I I'm just thinking just in the coming months here, like, holy cow, that would be cool. And then you did, didn't he also mention like a member area where there's like a fire pit or something out there? What was that you were mentioning? Yeah, a c- couple of things. So you'll see it on, uh, you know, I was kind of like, uh, you know, how the, what, what the hell is this and why is it here? But there's a, uh, so it's right on the Tokoa River. And uh, so for the fishermen out there, a little honey hole. Mm. <laughs> Um, and, and they you know, they've got like some low, they got some benches and picnic tables and things like that set up right on the river, but it's on 15 and it's really not, a, it's not accessible via car. So you'd, you'd, ha- you'd either have to walk or take a golf cart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said, so, and, um, uh, old Tokoa, it is a, uh, I guess it's, um, 
uh, semi-membership. So you could buy a membership if mm-hmm. you wanted or semi-private, I guess I should say. Yep. So you can buy a membership or you could you know, get a tea time. But uh, for the members where they do their member guest tournaments or member outings and such, that's where they go to for their uh, you know, little after party, reward ceremonies, what have you. Uh, but it's awesome. And they've got all these picnic tables set up. There's all these oak trees along the river. And, um, you know, just a fantastic setting. And, yeah, I mean, to your point, talk about, you know, uh, what, late September, early October. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather's going to be perfect up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm like, uh, I'm going to need somebody to take my cooler down because I'm going to be down there for a while. And I don't know if I'm big enough to carry it. Exactly. It's going to be heavy. <laughs> well, I was just thinking an after round bourbon, you know, down there be pretty dang cool. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like a man. cool track, man. Really cool people. Really nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you really enjoyed the track. I mean, that town just sounds like something that's just kind of like, Hey, you know what? This is the type of town where it's just low key. You can relax and just have a great time. So yeah. yeah tremendous. I mean, we, we, we like to coin things as a diamond in the rough. Uh, the, the, there, there's nothing rough about that golf course. I mean, it is it, it is premier, and it's you know the uh, uh, for the folks that listening, you know, it's it, again, it's uh, maybe a little choppy through uh, through the conversation with Ed, uh, but it used to be a nine hole golf course. Mm-hmm. Uh, they it's now eighteen. And uh, I think it's it's only been open. Uh, I think he said like uh, maybe a year, give or take. So. Uh, I mean, it is, it, it's fresh, man. And there's, you know, again, there's not a wasted hole on the golf course. It's there, there's a lot of gettable holes, uh, but they're also, uh, a lot of penal. Those gettable holes are very penalizing. So it's demanding, but if you hit the shot, if you hit the shot that the hole demands, you can score on them. Uh, you, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta have your game on though. Cause Again, if I play it again, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna play the tips at 6,700, and you know I took some good notes, and you know they'll the the listeners will hear uh, in our conversation, you know, on kind of where to go and what to do, and you know Ed gives some good feedback too on ah, I don't know if I would do that or not. So, right. Yeah, yeah, great conversation, man, and and, and awesome track. I, I hope uh, hope the listeners get to check it out. Yeah, and you know the other thing, cool thing about the this conversation, and I don't think I don't think he said it on the air or whatnot, but just the type of people they are. I mean, it's all about having fun with golf and it's not that old school, you know, rigid kind of thing. It's like, let's go have some fun. Let's make it relax and just have the idea of the day is just to have a really fun day with some good people, you know, make golf fun again. There you go. All right. Here's our conversation (laughs) with Ed. Welcome back everybody. to the four caddy session of the birdies and bourbon show. Uh, we're so happy to have Ed Carlisle here with us today from old Tacoa farm. Ed is the uh, PGA professional at Old Ocoa, he's a dynamic club leader with a proven track record in facility management excellence. Uh, been at uh, many upper echelon c- country clubs, which uh, Old Tocoa, we'll get into it. It is one of those. Uh, he's well-connected. He's well-respected among his peers. Uh, Ed's looked at as a mentor and a developer of talent. Uh, Ed, thank you so much for having me up at Old Tocoa Farms. I really enjoyed the track. Uh, what a great course, man. You want to uh, you want to say something about yourself and then give us uh, some input on Old Tocoa? Oh, definitely. Uh, I am a PGA Master Professional. Uh, started my career in Georgia and ventured out of Georgia about 18 years ago. And it's actually great to be back home. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at it, being back in Blue Ridge, uh, miss the food, and really, you miss family. And so it's wonderful to be back close to both. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, so, you know, I looked on the ma- Well, actually I looked at Otokoa and it said it was in Mineral Bluff, Georgia. And I'm like, where in the hell is Mineral Bluff, Georgia? At? And, then, and, then, and, and then I pulled it up and it's like, Oh, it's in Blue Ridge. Okay. I know exactly where that's at. 
<laughs> and that's most of the people that are going through calling in they're they're asking they're like where is mineral bluff and i'm like it's seven minutes from downtown blue ridge i live in downtown blue ridge so i make that drive every morning it's an, it's a beautiful drive yeah i actually got it yeah went over and uh had some lunch and uh, a couple of beers afterwards at some of the breweries there so not only have you is there a great golf course there uh, you know, the downtown area kind of booming, you know, with uh, restaurants and breweries and such. But uh, but let's uh, you want to get into the golf course a little bit, man. It's uh, what a fantastic place. Oh, definitely. I was going to say you have uh, Bunker Hill Design Group built an absolutely stunning golf course. Uh, wonderful piece of property and going through. You've got so many dead holes out there and you've got really three different types of architecture on the golf course. You've got some link style holes along the river. You've got some parkland style golf courses. You also have mountain style. So you really have three distinct styles that have been blended in and blended in very well. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you there. I mean, uh, it couldn't agree with you more in that case. I mean, it literally, I mean, you can go from one hole to the next and it's almost like you're playing a, a, a completely different golf course just in the style and the layout. So it's a, it's a par 72, tips out at about 6,700. Uh, plenty of space. Uh, you know, there's, I'll get into some holes in a minute. You gave me some good advice on a couple of the holes. One, uh, I listened to both. Uh, one I executed on, the other not so good, but, uh, <laughs> but we'll chat about that. Um, you got some awesome elevation changes there. Uh, I think you got like 280 feet of elevation changes. So you got plenty of views of the river. You got plenty of views of the Blue Ridge Mountains. I think it's on hole number, what's the par three, maybe number 12 or 13? Well, my favorite hole on property right there, hands down, uh, short par three. Uh, you got a wedge in your hands going into the green, and you've got a just absolutely stunning long-range view of the uh, Chattahoochee National Forest and Cherokee National Forest. Oh, yeah, nice. I saw a couple of people fishing yeah. while I was playing there. I mean, it, uh, it really worked. Yeah, it was uh, an, an awesome time, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, got Zoysia Fairways, uh, Bermuda Greens. Uh, so I do want to get back up. But I mean, it happens at every golf course. I think you guys were just coming off maybe three weeks or so from punching them. So uh, I'm sure when those things get filled in for the fall, uh, I, I probably I, I'll go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. I shot an 84, <laughs> which for me, that's pretty good. Uh, I did not play the tips. I hadn't seen the course. So I did move up to the blacks. They play at uh, what, almost 6,300 in seeing it now, I would probably play the tips. Um, and you know, people are probably saying, thinking, well, 6,700 yards. Trust me, it's all the 6,700 yards you want. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's just some fantastic golf holes. It um, really is. And that's the thing. When you just straight look at the yardage, you think that you're going to come out here and everybody there, we're going, I'm going to tear this golf course up, but it never happens. And uh, it's just shot placement has to be in the correct location. If you're a good driver of the golf ball, you can score out there. Uh, if you have a day where you're not driving it that well, you're going to struggle on the golf course. Mm. Well, so, you know, number one's a good example. I mean, you, you know, looking at it, it's kind of straightforward. And, I, you know, I was kind of excited going into number two, uh, you know, straight away. Uh, fairway's pretty open. I guess it's a little dog leg uh, left to right. But uh, again, there's really no trouble, you know, plenty of fairway to hit. The greens, um, I mean, that is, you have to hit fairways there because it is a second shot course all day long. The good news is you got several holes there where you got some backstops 
And that's what I didn't, um, you know, I didn't know about the course. So I got a couple holes where I came up a little bit short that I could have taken an extra club and played the backstop. So, uh, but number one, fantastic starting hole, uh, gives you, I think, a good opportunity to, to score on the first hole. And then, and then you get to the second hole. <laughs> <laughs> what you make on the second hole? Uh, well, would you want to tell people what you told me before I went out for the second hole? I was going to say, going on the second hole, you want to favor the left-hand side. Everything's going to kick to the right, and it kicks pretty hard. And so if you actually uh, hit it right down the middle, you end up either right in the bunker, or you end up in trouble. Yeah, so, so I did. Uh, I, I did exactly that. I didn't wind up in the bunker. I actually hit kind of on the hill right in front of the, you know, it's, it's kind of a little false bunker right there. So I was on kind of down in the hole and I'm not a tall guy, as you know. So I had a completely blind tee shot. Uh, the good news is uh, you know, I had some time. I could kind of go and look at you know the hole and see where I was. But again, I got down in that hole again. So uh, I didn't hit a horrible, well, it turned out horrible, but I thought it was going to be okay. But you know, number two. So, you know, it's kind of on a little plateau, I guess there's a little ravine there and I hit on that yeah. side hill and didn't find my ball. So I had to drop and I made double on that one. So, uh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, but I made up for it on number three, man. And I, I thought number three was just, uh, kind of straight. I, I thought number three to me was a lot like number one. You kind of see everything in front of you, hit the fairways, hit the second shot. And, uh, you know, you, to get two putt and get out of there. So, and that's, that's kind of where I went with that one. So. And that's such a, it's such a good hole to go to and especially one, two and three, you're going through and really you got some opportunities for birdies on one and three. Yeah. And then have one on four yeah. and then the golf course kind of gets started from that point. <laughs> well, so number four, in interestingly enough, if I played that again, I would probably try I, I don't know if I, I hit five wood I don't carry a three wood so uh I hit five wood and I wound up maybe I don't know 40 or 50 yards short of the green so just a little flip wedge up um I didn't uh I didn't hit the green where I should have and I rolled off the back a little bit but came on and uh and made a one putt there so uh, I did get par but I I think that's if you're driving the ball good and feeling good man I think you can hang the left hand side of that and I think that's a drivable par four Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. And it's, it's one that you go to you uh, left side of the bunker and just carry it over the bunker. It's going to feed right down to the green, and you got a great chance to make two or three. Yeah. So I mean, if you're on, I mean, you're leaving. You're rolling into five, and I mean, I don't. You know, you're you're easily three under. I guess if you're hitting it good, right? Uh, and, and I'm not. Trust me, it is not an easy golf course. So I'm not trying to make it sound overly easy. It is. It is definitely. Um, I was just hitting the ball really good that day. Um, and then you wind up at number five, which is, you know, for me, I mean, that's like bombs away, man. I mean, that fairway, you've got a big landing area, which it's kind of drawing you in. And, and it did. And I, uh, I drove the ball really well. Um, you know what I did do? So that's another one when I mentioned earlier how some of your greens – uh, at the back of the green, you've got kind of a you, you got a it's you, you can kind of play a bank. You got a backstop. You do. You got a backstop on that hole, and a lot of people coming into that have got a long iron. They've got around 200 yards coming in, and uh, that's a space that you definitely if you use a backstop is very advantageous. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's definitely, I think that, and I, you probably hear this, but people that play it for the first time and then they play it a second time. 
again, it's what your swing looked like that day. But, you know, knowing the course, you know, there's lots. And I wouldn't say they're blind shots. It's just some nuances to the green that you really don't see until you're kind of up close and personal. And and the to the views, I mean, you're looking at everything else but the golf course a lot of times. I mean, just because uh, just the setting that you're in. Oh, it is. Uh, you get up on number six and I mean, you got a spectacular view down to the river. And really for me, that's kind of, uh, you hit a good drive down the center. You're going to have anything inside of a hundred yards going in. And, and the shot to play is a lot of times pins on the front. You play a little bump and run. That's just coming in low and the pins in the back. You're throwing it in. And because it depends on the front and you go through and try to hit that uh, little flip high wedge, it kind of releases back. You've got a tough putt. Yeah. Well, let me tell you what you shouldn't do there. You shouldn't hit the outbuilding. <laughs> no. <laughs> the outbuilding. So and you're it, not the first person to do that. Well, I, I, would, I would imagine not. So I hit a what I thought was a fantastic drive. But, of course, it just, you know, it, it's, 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 uh, it went from a fade to a cut. And it just kept cutting. You know, so it's just moving over. So it smacks the barn. And I'm like, there's no way in hell it did that. But it did. And I'm like going, well, I, I should be okay. Surely it put out in the fairway. Well, well, it didn't. It threw it back about 50 yards right behind the barn still. Mm. And, you know, and then and I'm in the rough and trying to get up over, you know, up and over that thing. So I went long on that one because I had to hit it, you know, up and high just to make sure I cleared. Um, and so I came out of there with a bogey as well. So, yeah, number six, that barn. I'm sure it has a purpose, but if it wouldn't have been there, that would have been a great shot. <laughs> <laughs> it does have a purpose, but they went through and actually replaced it a few years ago. If you would have hit the barn, you'd actually gone through the barn. Oh, the wood okay. started rotting, and you would have actually ended up in the center of it before they had gone through and uh, replaced it. Cool. Gotcha. Very cool. Gotcha. Uh, so here's where I think the course starts to get real interesting, and it kind of turns on that uh, that link style. Uh, probably not so much as you get on the backside, uh, but you start to get a little taste of what you're getting into, and people are saying, you know, the, so the up the, through through six. It's kind of like, well, I'm not really seeing anything very linksy yet. But then you get to seven and you start to see it. And you know, I was looking at it and it's, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, I got to hit a big high fade here. But really, you don't. You just kind of just straight away, and you just got to make sure you clear the trees because that's in, in the bunkers, uh, which I didn't. I cleared all the bunkers, so I didn't get any of those. Uh, but I was a little stymied by the trees, so I did have to lay up out to the right and then, you know, chip in. So, but I, I think that's gettable. You just got to hit a good shot. So that's a strategic spot for those trees. And then with the bunkers there, you know, it kind of takes some some of the distance out of play too. So, oh, it does, and that's really where you get your first kind of link style fill on the golf course, uh, right along the river. And just, I mean, that tee shot, you just hit it straight ahead, uh, avoid the bunker on the right, and you're fine. You've got a you've got a gettable par five that a lot of people can reach. Yeah. This shot is just hot and, hot and running. you got a chance to go through and roll it up onto the green and get a chance to make it three. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's a lot, and we'll talk about a lot. I mean, the, all the holes, I think. I mean, there are a couple, you know, that are that are really protected. Uh, you know, the greens are protected by greenside bunkers, but but I think a lot of the holes are rewarding in that if you hit a good approach shot, you're not really, you know, I wouldn't say you're penalized on a lot of holes. I mean, it's it, it's it's one of those courses that if you if you hit it in a maybe even strong B position, you're still not dead, and you can recover, right? You got to hit a better second shot, but you can recover from it. So. 
Oh, you can. And I was going to say, and then you get uh, number eight coming in. The last time I played number eight, part three, uh, I hit kind of center of the green, and one of the guys I'm playing with hits it left of the left of the green, kicks down hole in one. Oh, boy. so my last round of golf, hole in one on number eight. Wow! Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> it was fun to watch and going through, and I mean, it was his ball was well left of the green, and I mean that's really a great play for where the pin was. And we have more hole-in-ones on number eight than we do on any hole on the golf course. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. Well, it's, it's kind of the same story, right? It's, you've got that backstop and any, you know, it's like the, there's no reason to hit it right. And I mean, hit you know, the center of the green's never bad. Wouldn't want to throw it back and left uh, to kind of let it, you know, feed back in. So. Best play right there. And then you get to interesting hole number nine. And I got some advice on this hole. You did. I told you. Uh, everybody, for some reason, wants to try to cut the ball over to the right towards the towards the green, but it's not advantageous at all. And after playing a couple times, you kind of figure out three wood straight ahead, and then uh, wedge nine iron into the green. Yeah. I, I, so I hit five wood again. Perfect shot. And I don't know what's uh, what's the distance between the little um, uh, the uh, the hazard area right there, the waste area. It may be forty yards. It is. So, yeah, the, the one thing that I wish I would have done, I didn't do. I wish I would have gone up and looked at the green uh, because I hit, I, you know, I, I hit it a little stiff and I was on the, so the pin, it was a front right that day and I hit it probably, you know, two paces and I would have been off the back. So, uh, so I, I had a, I had a three putt on that one. So, cause that's, uh, that's, I, I've noticed there's uh, the greens are kind of uh, some of the greens, not all of them, but some of them are. Uh, narrow and long and that's, and that's one of them exactly well it's a good thing i mean if it wouldn't have been i would have been off the green completely so but yeah some of these it helps to know kind of where you are and you know what your uh you know what the what the tier structure is because that's i think it doesn't that drop off in the front a little bit it does drop off in the front and then drops off over on the side and yeah. it's, it's yeah. hard uh when the green's really firm it's hard to hold and thankfully, you're hitting in a shorter club coming into that. Uh, it would be brutal with a oh, top six having to hit in. No <laughs> chance. Yeah. No, that's no like, t t I'll take my bogey and go just keep moving, you know, so. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Uh, so 10, t 10 and 11 uh, kind of started out a lot like uh, one and two to me, maybe more like one and three. Uh, but again, very straightforward par fours. Uh, you got to stay right on 10. Uh, I did pull it over in. I hit the, uh, so, you know, where the cart path is and it kind of rolls off. I hit the hill and I rolled in there. So I had to chip up. So I made, uh, made bogey on that one. So it was just a miss on my part. Just overcooked it. Uh, it's definitely a fade shot if you, if you've got one in the bag, but, uh, but a good hole. Um, 11, I parred that one same way. Just kind of, you know, not, nothing, uh, just straightforward in front of you. Um, and then your favorite hole. Hands down, 12, just spectacular. Uh, it, it is, it, you know, it's kind of sneaky hard, though. Uh, so it's, you know, you've come off of these par fours, and uh, I guess eight's probably 140-ish or so. Yeah, 140, 170, depending on where you're playing. Um, and now you wind up at, uh, what, 110, 15 yards, maybe? At the max. And yeah. I was going to say a lot of times it's uh, – you're going to go from 100 to 115 yard par three. Yeah. With no room, yeah. no room to miss. I was going to say, you hit the green, you make a big number. 
So, so that is one that is protected by green side bunkers. And if you get in one of those bunkers, it's uh, it, it's it's tough to get out. So the nothing you know the, where there's you know danger in the front. Uh, but then you know the two side bunkers. And I didn't go to the back and look. But is there a bunker on the back back there also? That's gonna say it drops straight off. Okay. That's gonna say you end up uh, kind of off the side of a cliff. And I mean, you hit down there. It, it's a lost ball. You're not going down to look for it. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I guess, the, and it wasn't very windy that day. Does the wind ever come into that hole? A little bit. I was going to say uh, a lot of times you'll have it kind of feeding down 13 fairway. Yeah. And just kind of blowing uh, right to left when you're standing on that tee box. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of 13, m- maybe maybe my favorite hole on the course. Mm. Um, so it's uh, – Long par five, uh, longest par five on the course, I believe, right? It's 584 and tips it out is. at 6, 626. I probably hit, I don't know, maybe 330 on that hole, 325, 330. And I had like, I don't know, like uh, hit a seven iron in or something like that. Because it's because and I mean, the key is you got to hit uh, you got to favor the left side of the fairway and you got to hit that speed slot. And if you do, man, that thing just shoots off of that hill. And everything feeds right down to the green. You've actually got some uh, little mounding that goes through short of the green. That actually helps slow your golf ball up coming in. Yeah. Because, I mean, you got a huge elevation drop coming in on that hole right there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that hole. I, I thought that was a fantastic setup. I mean, especially if you – you know, if you're playing and you may not be having that good of a round, I mean, that's a good, you know, that, that's just, that's a feel good hole. And it's, you know, it's a par five for sure by distance, but you know, it's, uh, it, it's favorable enough that if you can get something together, you can kind of turn your round, you know, you, you turn yourself around until you get to uh, number 14. Part <laughs> three. <laughs> that was my least favorite of the awesome hole. There's not a wasted hole in the golf course, but it was my least favorite. Uh, I'll, I'll have to admit that, that was tough. And Ed, when he says his least favorite, this changes like every time he plays. So he plays the whole well that day. It's his favorite. <laughs> if he plays the hole, not so well, it's his least favorite. He's, well, I, I, double, I double bogeyed it. So that's why it's the least favorite hole. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He probably, if he, if he birdies this one next week, it's his favorite hole in the course. You know? well, there's so. only 18 holes. They all can't be my favorite. So. And you've got uh, 14 and 16 share a green. Oh, okay. And so in, in 14, you've got a uh, you got a huge mound right there on the front of the green. And uh, when the pin's up there, I mean, it, it's a tough three. Mm. And oh, it's yeah. those that you really – you don't mind walking away with four on that hole, uh, depending uh, on where the pin is. And especially – when the greens get really fast, I mean, it, it's brutal. Yeah, that, that's one where if I would have elected to have played the tips, I, well, I mean, I would have still, it wouldn't have mattered, I mean, the shot I hit. But, uh, I mean, you, you've got to really, you got to hit a straight shot on that one pretty much. I mean, it is, you know, because it, it's tree line down the sides. I think there's a creek that runs through there. There is uh, right in the middle. Really not in play, though. Shouldn't be in play. Shouldn't be in play. <laughs> yeah, well, if you, catch that, if you catch that limb I did, it's in play. <laughs> I'm going to say, if Cal noticed it, it must have been in play. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, there's a creek there? I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have, you don't have to rub it in, Ed. Sorry about that. Uh, no, no, no. That's, that's why we're here. But the awesome part is, is it, to your point, it is a shared green uh, with 16. And again, I mean, this is kind of where you start to get that links fit. Uh, you know, what, 14, 15, and 16, and you're right along the Tokoa. Uh, so I saw a couple people out there fishing. And 
you know, I saw kayakers on um, six. Six. Yeah. Yeah. On six. This yeah. is getting to be a lot like when Phil was in the booth on Saturday. And, uh, you know, Ed saying there's no creek there. Cal saying there's, I think there's a creek there. You know, Cal's going to say, well, I played that one a little bit differently. A little bit. I took a different strategy. <laughs> I took a different strategy. What is, what is it? I have to have to figure out who's Faldo and who's, uh, who's Phil. So, you know, may, may, maybe the listeners, uh, they'll leave a comment or two about that. Good stuff. We'll, we'll be able to make that decision. <laughs> um. uh, uh, so let's see. So coming in, so leaving 14 again, Hey man, if I could make bogey there every time I, I'll take it, I'll take bogey every time on that and move on to 15, which is an awesome hole. I didn't realize there was a Creek there either. However, I didn't hit it. Um, so that was a positive, but, uh, you know, I, I should have paid a little more attention. And, you know, if you look, you can kind of see, I mean, there's the, you got the two trees, right. And then you got the tree line running along the Tokoa and then you've got the tree line that you know kind of hits the rough over there. But, uh, but a good, again, straightforward, kind of linksy hole again. Uh, it's just, you know, I smash a drive and then, uh, you know, you got a short iron end. So. And that's going to say straight ahead. Uh, and for right behind that green, we've got a little area that we hold. Whenever we have a member event out there, uh, we go down to the river and do award prizes, grill out. I mean, oh, spectacular spot right so there. so i was wondering you've got two places so there's that one and i'm kind of looking around and i'm like okay there's i don't know how the people on the other side of the river would get there to do anything <laughs> and i'm looking this way and i see golf course and then this way is golf course i'm like there's i don't what, what's this for so it's a member area it is uh, right. it's a little hangout area there's uh i mean anytime we have an event that's where our members want to be they want to be down along the river uh it Almost all day, you've got kayakers going through. Yeah, and, uh, it, it's always fun to see you see families out there. I mean, it's just a beautiful spot. Very cool. Sure. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And a great place to trout fish right there. Mm. I mean, absolutely spectacular. Because right behind Six Green and right in that area, uh, you've got some. You've got an old Native American fish weir. Hmm. that goes across the river and so fish actually fish on the other side of that they tend to gather hmm. so a great yeah. place to go through and let them fly very cool nice say so that's a that's a diamond in the rough tip right there people <laughs> that, that is that is you, for don't, sure. you don't get that everywhere <laughs> no you don't <laughs> usually uh fishermen are very bad on not wanting to actually tell you where the fish are exactly oh, it's like I'll, I'll tell you but i'm gonna tell you the wrong spot <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly <laughs> good stuff uh, so yeah so awesome hole and then back so we're at 16 so 16 again kind of straight away i did wind up in the pot bunker on the left which is not the place to get into. And I just want to say it's a tough place to get out and get anything close to the green. And it's one hole that there's so much room to the right. And most people tend to hang to the left. And, and I've been in that bunker. I mean, it, it's a tough green shot from that bunker. Yeah. I, luckily enough, I chipped it maybe, uh, I guess, I think it was a pitching wedge probably. Uh, but I hit maybe just, I don't know, probably two or three steps off the green. Her pace is off the green, so I chipped in pretty close. So I got it. I was lucky on that one. So I got got lucky. But yeah, to your point, I mean, there's plenty of stuff right. I think it's that you know, if you look down the right hand side, there's a tree that comes in kind of right at that creek. I think there that kind of scares you and just pushes me. You know, it kind of pushes people that way, pushes them left. 
And it pushes you right into trouble. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because there's if you don't make the pot bunker, then you've got two or three bunkers just before that one. You know, but there is a little landing area between if you get lucky. But there is a very small landing area, though. <laughs> All right, I, I didn't find it. I didn't get lucky. Uh, so this was another tough hole for me. Uh, that not driving the green was tough for me. These, you got some like uh, some really. Um, I don't. I wouldn't call. Well, seventeen is a hard green complex uh, for me, yeah. anyway. But but the you know the tee shot is kind of straight away. I mean you you know I guess you could blow through. You know if you just power you know a drive, you probably could hit through the fairway. But you know, if you've got any kind of fade or you could you know, hit a three wood or something, and you're in pretty good shape, it's wide open. Um, and then the tee shot or the I'm sorry the approach shot. That's one. It's good to know that because I hit once again. I hit long. And back left, and the pin was um, front and right just before that false front. Or I guess you got a whole kind of shelf that rolls around. Yeah, a whole shelf that rolls through on that green right there. Yeah, that uh, that that was a rough one. That was a three putt for me. So, uh, but the good news, it was a three putt uh, bogey. So you know, made made it on in two. So. Uh, but but an awesome hole, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you kind of got that side hill, you know, left to right lie the whole way, kind of coming through. So it definitely uh, feeds back towards the water the whole time. But uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed that hole. Um, it's fun too. You could you could literally though hit it straight ahead, and uh, you kind of lengthen the hole when you do that. Anything you favor to the right, you shorten the hole a little bit. And uh, I mean, it could be two to three club difference between drive on going straight and hanging to the right a little bit. And that is not the green you want a difficult approach shot on. Not for me, anyway. <laughs> um, oh, so my favorite hole of the day uh, is the only birdie I had of the day. Um, <laughs> is 18, man. And, uh, I mean, that is like, like just totally uh, – I love finishing on a par 5. I think it's fantastic. I mean, it gives you a chance. You, know, you can kind of go for it if you need to. Uh, if you don't need to score and you're having a bad day, you can kind of just take your time and get there. Um I didn't have any money on the line, so I was like, "Hey, let's go for it." So I, I you know, I, I kind of let a draw loose, and uh, you know, kind of drew around, came over, landed not too far from the cart path on the left side, and uh, you know, it's uh, what's four sixty or four eighty, depending on where you're playing from. So I mean, literally, I think I had like a probably a seven or eight iron in there. So totally gettable, yeah. Oh, it is. And they initially wanted that to be a par four finishing hole. Uh, Proctor and Axlin going through and kind of were talked out of it into an easier, I won't say easier, a gettable par five. Yeah. And uh, it gives you an opportunity to go through. And I've hit seven, I've hit seven iron into that hole and made bogey because I ended up going, I hit in the bunker short. And uh, afterwards, I'm thinking I could have just hit in a good, easy, smooth six iron middle of the green, had a good chance to go through and take a look at the pot. Well, that, that's another one. I mean, the way that that green structure is set up, you know, because, I mean, you're coming in straight at it. Now, it's not very wide, but it's it's plenty. Really deep. Wide. Yeah, you got plenty of green. To, I mean, you you wouldn't even think you've got that much green to work with. And again, if you hit it left, you're on the bank in the in the uh, blackberry bushes right there. If you hit it right, you're going to catch you're down in that swell or you're in the bunker and, you know, and you're struggling left. You probably don't find your ball. No, I was going to say left, you're not finding it and right, you're not finding it. Yeah. And so it's one of those. And and two, it's uh, if you decide not to go for it, it's kind of a tough spot to go through and lay up to. 
and we had like we had a little member event this week uh we're going through and they're playing uh listen to some of the guys coming in and how they played 18 and you listen to how they laid up and you're like, you know, it was a good decision, but I mean, you weren't able to pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd see, yeah, to me, there's no money in laying up there. I mean, just unless you're having a horrendous driving day, it, I don't, I mean, I think that is, that's go, that's a green light every time for me. Even if I'm having a bad driving day, it's like, Hey, it's, I mean, what's, it's the last hole. What's it going to hurt? You know? And it's so deep that you go through anything you put past the pin. Uh, that's the thing you don't realize. The green is so deep. You've got so much room back there. Yeah. You can yeah. throw the ball back. Yeah. Yeah. Again, fantastic. Um, I had a great time. I would uh, I would love to play again. Um, it's only an hour and a half north of Atlanta. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you'd say you've got a lot of members. I was checking your website out. So you. Uh, you can buy into a membership there, right? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, uh, we've got right now a little over 260 members at the club. Very cool. And the thing I do love, we allow outside play. So anybody has the opportunity to come out and play. And I mean, it is such a spectacular piece of property that uh, you want to take advantage and be able to come out and play. I mean, it is so much fun. Yeah, I, I I would absolutely agree and played uh, played a lot of different courses. And but was this a so I actually was in South Carolina a couple of weeks after I played and I was talking with a guy and he said his uncle lived there. I didn't catch his name, uh, but did that used to be a nine hole course? It, it, originally, when they went through and got started, uh, they started the club. It was actually Blue Ridge Golf and River Club. Okay. And they started like 2002 and got started 2008 was not helpful for anybody in real estate development. (laughs) And so they ended up uh, kind of abandoning the property for a little while. And then you had uh, Kevin Hermits and Peter Knutson, our managing partners, came in and really turned the thing around. And so for up until September 2019 last year, you had nine holes. And so everybody always asks, which was the front nine, which was the back nine? You know, is the back nine new? It's actually not. Uh, you had the original plan for the golf course. They just followed it, and they did the original. So you've got uh, three new holes on the front, six new holes on the back. Oh, wow. Okay. Very it's nice. a, a little combination of both. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so there's a driving range. Uh, you got a practice area, putting green. Um yeah, I mean, there's uh, there, there's nothing that I could complain of. The weather was great. Uh, can't can't uh, I can't say anything bad about the course. And again, I mean, that's uh, that's like a weekend trip, man. Rent a house, head up, play, uh, get a few rounds in. Uh, plenty of good restaurants and stuff around. I mean, it's uh, it's definitely worth if you're what in Atlanta, it's an hour and a half. If you're Chattanooga, it's probably a little over an hour and a, a half. An hour. Yeah, an hour. So uh, plenty of. Uh, uh, what Asheville? You're close. How far uh, are you from so Asheville, Ed? We are probably about an hour and fifteen twenty minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah. And depending, yeah, and really, in, in this in this area, it depends on what you're behind. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Mountain roads. Uh, you know, I always joke that it's seven minutes getting to work, but if I'm behind, a, I end up behind a tractor. I end up behind uh, some leaf watchers. You know, I'm 10, 10 minutes. There you but. go. There you go. Right. 
That sounds yeah. like an amazing property. I mean, just talking about it and uh, Cal, he, he was talking to me offline about the experience and just loved every every hole, like he said. Well, except for the ones he had the, the three putts on. But hey, Cal, we can talk about them more, more no, no, later. No, they're, they're, they're all good holes. <laughs> there is not a wasted hole on the property. I'm just saying there may have been a couple that aren't my favorite. Well, I said the ones you three putted on. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. It's easy to do out there. You've got a lot of ground movement and uh, all the greens. That's going to say you don't have flat spots in the green. You've got a lot of ground movement, and you've always got to be right right spot on the green. You got to be in the right location. Yeah. And I say if you get in a wrong spot on the green, I mean it's easy to go through in three pot. Mm-hmm. And fourteen is prime example of it. I mean I've hit it up there fifteen feet left of the pin, and walked away with a four. Right. And it was where the pin was right there on that front that front mound. I mean it was a tough hole. That's a lot of fun. And I can only imagine uh, the fall months coming up here. We're taping this in, you know, mid-August. So uh, September, October with those leaves changes is going to be amazing. And, uh, yeah, I can only imagine how the course looks like that time of the year. Oh, I'm looking forward to a little temperature change. uh, Getting back down in uh, high 70s and down in the 50s at night. Yeah, Yeah, it'll be a bit of sweater, sweater time in the morning, so. Oh, it will be. And that's a, that's a fun thing about here. I mean, for people coming out of Atlanta, I mean, we're typically 10 to 15 degrees cooler. Mm. Yeah. And so getting up, uh, you leave that 95 and you get up there, we're 85 degrees and a uh, nice little breeze. I mean, huge difference, especially even this time of year in August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what, any events coming up that you want to, uh, you want to plug while we, uh, while we got you on that you can share? <laughs> I was going to say, the only thing we've got coming up, we've got some member events. Uh, Right now, working with, uh, we have a couple outside events that we would have done in the spring and still working with them. uh, Unfortunately, with everything that's happened across the world, we've had to go through and make some changes on that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we do have a couple of events, but still, still in the process of going through and working out details. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. Every, everybody else has learned how to be extra flexible. Yes, <laughs> and that's what you have to be. And you start looking at and all you know with everything. Uh, I look at my first. I started at the club back in April, and when I started, we were members that lived in Fannin County only. And so, very few rounds. All of a sudden, to us going through and opening up full, uh, what a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just having to be able to go through and roll things. Life is not the same as it used to be, and we just kind of roll through with things now. Yeah, we're we're all in the same boat there with you. So, I bet it's been pretty busy. With uh, obviously, what we've been hearing Ed is that because of the world events or whatnot, that uh, golf's exploding. Have you guys seen a ton of a ton of traction in terms of just people wanting to come out and play? Oh, we have. Uh, it was amazing to watch the uptick, especially in June. And uh, we had a couple magazines that we were kind of front and center. Oh, very cool. And it's just amazing how quickly the word gets out. <laughs> and it's so much fun to watch how I, I know that our rounds of golf are higher than we ever thought they would have been, especially this early on. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, we're so thankful that everybody's uh, come out to visit us. I mean, it's been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And from all over. I mean, I look at uh, Chicago. I mean, you got you got people coming in from all over the country to visit. Mm-hmm. Nice. They usually stay right there in town, and they, when they come they in, for- uh, 
I've talked to, we've got a few members that are in cabin rentals. And I mean, there's like currently, I, I don't think for the next couple of months, there's even anything available around town. Wow. Wow. And it's just with everybody being cooped up to actually being able to finally get out. Uh, Blue Ridge was a great place to go through in social distance when we were in the middle of uh, mm-hmm. lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so uh, everybody's kind of getting out. I mean, you've got the hiking, mountain biking. I mean, everything there is to do. There's great restaurants in town. Uh, there's some absolutely spectacular bars. And there's some great breweries. I'm, one of my favorite breweries, I can actually check in from my house right here at <laughs> 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 Nice. Hey, I, I, I hit it up. It's great beer. Yeah. Oh, it is great beer. And I mean, I love uh, the only problem for me is it, it, it's a great walk downhill, but it's a hard walk up the afterward. <laughs> oh, they did the opposite of Disney World for you. <laughs> yeah, much better going downhill on the way home. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> They, they, they want to keep you there exactly yeah, they, did. <laughs> they, they, they did it for a reason <laughs> for a reason there you go <laughs> good stuff good stuff well thanks ed for joining me we really appreciate talking with you i can't wait to get up there and, and meet you in person and see the course and play it hopefully better than cal did which is probably not going to happen but that uh, is not that is not going to happen <laughs> i really look forward to meeting you in person and having you out to the golf course i mean it's such a special place to visit and look forward to having you out Absolutely. Cal, anything else? Yeah. You, you have any questions for, uh, for Ed here? Uh, I just want to thank uh, Ed Carlisle from Tocoa Farms. Uh, fantastic time. I've enjoyed chatting with you. Uh, hopefully our listeners will, uh, uh, will take something away from this. And, you know, I know he said the cabins were booked up, but it's an easy, I did a day trip and it's an easy day trip up and back. So uh, don't let the, uh, if you can't find a place to stay, don't let it scare you away. Not and, at all. Yeah. No, I say, uh, you know, hit, hit that up, man. Tell him, uh, tell him you heard us or you heard him on, uh, on our show. And, uh, other than that, I'll say, uh, Ed, thanks for coming on and cheers. Yeah. Thanks. Ed. Uh, cheers.